It is Sunday, so that means it's time for a mini of living in the past. But we did them on Mondays. Well, if you're living on parts of the world, I'm sure it's Monday. Whatever day you're listening to this on. It's a day. It's a mini. It is a mini. It's a mini day. <laughs> um, good start. Strong start. Hey, everybody. Uh, we <laughs> are going... It's a mini day. <laughs> it's a mini day. It's a day for the mini. We are not uh, outside today. It's too windy. Um, too many burnouts. <laughs> Actually, I've only heard one since I got here. Yeah, I will. It's a good. And I've been here at least four minutes. It's a good night. So uh, we're doing it inside. Um, we are going through the top uh, twenty albums of nineteen ninety, and also the top twenty movies of nineteen ninety. Uh, today we start off with a movie. So and we also need some um, some of those those fat beats Ooh. from Mr. Andrew Golding. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, that oh. was good. Is it the same one as before? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, ooh, deep bath. Um, <laughs> we're starting to we're starting to sprinkle more Alan Partridge um, re- references into these episodes. So because yeah. you don't, it's been on TV lately. Yeah, if you don't know about him, then you know, educate yourself. Uh, we got to talk about. <laughs> that sounded a bit. Yeah, actually, nah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to that way. Educate it was, yourself. Yeah. Like what I like, or I don't like you, because I'm nearly forty. Um, no, it's it's that a really like funny. Me. It's a really funny show. Um, it's a really funny show. <laughs> Wonder who got the power pack. Uh, we're going to talk about probably my least favorite movie on this list, just because it contains one of my least favorite actors. Now, uh, Burden of Wire with uh, Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. Um, I have said, I think it before, I find it really hard to watch Mel Gibson movies these days. Because you kind of like him and you... I like Riggs. You, yeah. Um, and I find anything around this time is just a lesser Riggs movie. It's like, he's got the same haircut. He's got the same kind of demeanor, especially in this movie. Yeah. This could easily just be a Riggs B story. Yeah, and getting shot in the butt. It's all classic <laughs> Riggs. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I look... It's not a bad. It's actually not a bad movie. Like it's. It kind of is. It's kind of not a very good film at all, and I don't know why it was so popular or such a hit. I think probably because it's all the actors, like the like the actors involved. Um, you got Mel Gibson, Goldie Hawn, David Carradine. <laughs> yeah. Music by Wah Hans Zimmer. Um, <laughs> I thought that was someone's name for a second. Yeah, it's Hans Zimmer's name. That's how you say it in Germany. Oh, okay. It's uh, directed by John Patton. Um, and look, the basic plot is bad. Mis- mistaken identity, in a way. No. Well, kind of. Well, no, like it's like a. No, it's the opposite of whatever mistaken identity is. Because he's hiding and then she finds him. Also, so he's in the Witness Protection Agency. That's right. right? Yeah, sorry. And then she sees him and she's like, You look like someone I knew. Yeah, and Laura jumped on it straight away. He's like, ah, "How the fuck do you not know?" Like, he yeah. looks like, and then eventually pull out photos. He's got a big mustache, but he looks exactly the same. <laughs> you had that. This you is like Bruce same... Willis Jackals. Like, it's the same person. You had that same sort of man perm back then. Too. <laughs> yeah, like uh, he doesn't look any older. He's not more tanned. It's just, it's very frustrating. I'm also the tone of this movie is kind of weird too. Like, is it is it supposed to be like a comedy? But it's like. It's more of an action, like it's actually kind of dark in some bits too, but it's like, I'm not sure about the tone. Yeah, it's very odd. And the love story, he's just got a love story with every woman that comes into it. Yeah. I also, um, 
I made a note that I didn't quite understand, but it's since come to me. There's a lot of people named Paul in this film. There is. I think there was at least three characters called Paul. As there should be. Which because... seems like lazy writing. <laughs> um, I'm just going to see if one of the writers is Paul. <laughs> no. Um, I was just telling a kid the other day that like no, you will never meet a Paul in your last life. No one's going to be called Paul from this day forward. Like, It's just not a name you hear like... If you went to your friend's house and they had a new baby and it's like, oh, what's his name? Paul. And you're like, you would not be able to not make a face. You're like, really? I would definitely laugh, but I'd also <laughs> want to be friends with that baby. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I would just look at it and be like, you have a dark future, my friend. Because <laughs> I know in like three months' time, that baby's going to be so angry at the world. <laughs> see, this is where I'm and from. And working in an office. This is where I'm coming from. I was very happy to see my, my, my man, Stephen Tobolowsky, um, don't Ned, know who that is. Ned Ryerson from oh yeah from Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah. He's he's his handler in it. Yeah, I love him in such anything. an odd role. He is so good in any movies in like and apparently um I've, he's got a podcast. But he's a really good storyteller. Um, I would mm. seriously if you if you get a chance check it out. But yeah, any any movie that he's in or I'm any role he does. I'm not I'm, saying that he's good and he makes this movie good, but I'm just saying his no, role he is doesn't. Awesome. Um, I'd be interested to hear his story about this film and his take on it. Because yeah. this is definitely one of those films that's very hard to watch with a modern eye. Yes. Because modern day watching, you're like, what is going on? Whose side is on who? What is the point of this? Who's getting anything out of this? This is all seems so far-fetched, but I don't think it's supposed to be far-fetched. But it's, yeah. And then the ending's just like... <sighs> and he can... I did read about the ending like being a huge deal and like this giant set they built and all these animals and it was... And they didn't do it? Or... No, like it's all there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. very underwhelming finish yeah. was a big deal at the time. And I watched it now, I was like, meh. This just looks like you're on a set. Um, Bill Duke's in there. Bill Duke? Anytime. Anytime. From Predator. <laughs> oh, sorry. I haven't watched Predator recently. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> do but, that, do that, sushi. Um, they're playing they're playing are we just doing random impersonations now um, just a quick side note on Predator oh yes please when because that didn't make it to the top 20 so no I want to see like the first like how they got that crew together because at the start of Predator they're they're all on a um, helicopter being dropped off in in this like beach before they go into the jungle and Bill Duke's got like this awesome suit on a couple of them have got like you know, they, they they all like they've just been out on holiday or like in, in in various parts of the world, and they've just like come like handpicked this crew of guys to go take on a predator. Or they were auditioning for major league and end up. It looks them. like they look like yeah. um, baseball players on 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 off season. <laughs> oh my god, yes, that's the crossover event of the season. Ah, that would be the best. <laughs> Vaughn. Um, so the other movie, uh, that, well, hang on. okay, you're going to keep going with this one? No, I just, I want to point out the highlight of yeah. Bird of the Wire, which was in like the first two minutes. It was the opening song. What's the opening song? The Aquarius song. Oh, yeah. Um, not only is that song always a highlight when it's in a film cause it's such a good song, but <laughs> like the scene segues into the next scene and you know how there's like two parts of the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second part of the song is being played on steel drums outside the hotel. Oh, I love that. That was a real cool touch. I was impressed. Like, the, the movie started out so well. I was like, this is really cool. That's too good for this movie. It was way <laughs> too good for this movie. But that's... 
It's not a saving grace, but like that was a highlight in the first two minutes. The fact that they, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then from there, it was all different. like he can do too many things. He is a jack of all trades. No, but that's too many trades. trades. <laughs> too many trades. I I find that like especially in the eighties, like they made they made their heroes be able to like be like withstand everything and can do everything. There was no flaws in them, which is why. And I'm going back to again, the best Bond is Daniel Craig because he is flawed. He's the only mm. flawed Bond. He's yeah. willing to get his balls whipped. Yeah. Oh, I did. I remember did, that one. Yeah. Ugh. Mads. Yeah. Old bleeding eye Mads. <laughs> um, another 48 hours. I started it. Um, I had some amazing notes for the opening five minutes and then uh, something came up and I did not finish it. It was on TV the other night. Ah. Oh, um, I was trying. I was actually watching it because I was like, because it's, it's not. So the first forty-eight hours, if you've never seen forty-eight hours, it's um, about uh, uh, Nick Nick Nolte. Um, he <laughs> Nick Nolte from Major League. <laughs> he's basically taking down these criminals that um, used to associate with uh, Eddie Murphy's character, um, but he's he's in prison for it. So he gets Eddie Murphy out of prison in order to sort of uh, lead him to where his associates are. At the end of the first forty-eight hours, um, they're kind of they're kind of friends, but they're not like they, like they he like Eddie Murphy still goes back to jail, and like Nick Nolte still sort of continues his life. But like, there's a, a sense of like they got respect for each other. Um, but in that movie, um, there's so much. So it's important to watch the first one before you watch the second one. This one, I think, would, there would be too. Like, there's no little recap at the start. No, um, there is so much racism in that first one. Um. Uh. And but the, like one of the um. Oh, one of predator reference. One of the um, the bad guys in the first one is Billy from like the Native American one. A uh, uh, member of the predator. The only one that cuts his cuts yeah, his yeah, chest. Yeah. He's like, what's got Billy so spooked? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rosie Perez was. That's <laughs> 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 Rosie Perez. <laughs> Billy, I want to screw. <laughs> um, I can't wait till we do that one. So we then come, we come back to this one, and um, uh, Walter Hill's back to direct it. Uh, you've got um, Eddie Murphy getting top billing this time, not Nick Nolte, Ooh. because there is a good six or seven years between these two movies, and Eddie Murphy is now way bigger than Nick Nolte. Yeah. Um, so they again, which isn't saying much, because I feel like Nick Nolte was never a big deal. Nah. Nah, I think like there's there's some some roles I like him in, but he's just it's the same thing. You know, you know what you're going with not yeah. not Um uh so Eddie Murphy is released from prison. Was he released or did they let him out to come and help the movie? No, he's been released. So okay. like yeah. And then um that bus scene's pretty good when the um two guys on motorcycles are I remember motorcycles. I remember some weird random bar scene. I didn't know what was going on and I thought it was going to be Lost Boys. Oh, like is that bikers. when he shoots? Like Bikers in the bar and then the sheriff shows up. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like the, the first bit and it's like, um, and he's, for some reason just shoots the sheriff and then like that just starts off their like little yeah. murder spree. Um, ah, see, because I didn't watch the rest of the film. I was like, why is Tom Savini and some biker just in a random <laughs> bar in the from desert? from Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no sense. So yeah, I guess if you watch the rest of it, it kind of comes together. Yeah, and then um, they so they the Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte come together again, and uh, hijinks ensue. But there's just not enough 
chemistry projects. between them. Like they, oh. they like I, I don't think they like each other, and I don't think like Eddie Murphy didn't need this, and Nick Nolte probably needed it too much. So I think that sort of you can tell that on the screen too, because Eddie's like, like there's a couple of bits too where he wants to be so serious. Because I with um Beverly Hills Cop three, he wanted to be that to be super serious, but like yeah, this one was like. He wasn't as funny as his, as Beverly Hills Cop when it, he needed it to be. Did he not get the memo? The third film of a trilogy is always the fun, goofy, happy. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't get that memo. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, um, he uh, and at the end of the first uh, movie, he also requested that um Nick Nolte hold on to the money that he had made um in his criminal dealings, um, right. and he's going to give it to him in release, and then. Nick Nolte basically just says at the start of this one, nope, not, he... not unless you do these things for me. And then, oh. yeah. Did did he have the money? Yeah. Oh. Definitely uh, would have eaten that money. There's a couple of really good shootouts, but like this movie is really forgettable. Like it's just, um, it's just a really pale imitation of the first one. Um, I mean, less racism, good, but um, <laughs> uh, not not gone, just less. Yeah, yeah, like just, just less, just like a little bit, um, a little bit nicer. But yeah, uh, I would say I watch these in really quick succession. So the first and second one, like if you watch it like that, it's 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 pretty, still pretty good. But like uh, I can't imagine myself going back and like I'm gonna go sit down and watch another forty eight hours. That's gonna be good. What would you watch between this and Bird and the Wire? Uh huh. Yeah, this one. Oof. I'll pick Eddie Murphy over a lot of stuff. Like he's. You'd watch a sequel. I'd watch a sequel. You'd watch a bad sequel over better on a wire. Yeah. Take that, Mel. <laughs> I'm not giving you any royalties, Mel. Uh, so going on to the music. Uh, so we had uh, Margaret Ehrlich, Ehrlich in uh, Safety Numbers. So she was a... Um, Singer. <laughs> singer songwriter uh the singles off it was escaping only my heart calling number one remember when we danced all night and guilty pleasure i look i listened to it it was just and i'm gonna say this about both these albums but like especially this one it's it was good but just didn't really grab me it's it's hard when you've we've come through so many 90s albums by now that they're all very very similar especially like, like there's I some mean, good hits but it's just so well, samey but when you've got like Carmen Oak and like you know you, you got like stuff that's stuck around till now like Bella Devil you know lots of stuff you, these albums don't have it and it's just like oh like I mean they charge I, I mean that uh, number one song is pretty good yeah yeah like I'm not saying it's bad it's just like it's just not memorable although I don't know if that's something that's that song's been ripped off because it sounds very familiar I don't know if it's familiar because it's been in films or I've heard it around or if it's just uh, I think let's have a look Probably should have played the chorus, huh? <laughs> um, you get the idea. But the thing is, like, um, do you remember? So you you were around in singles time, weren't you? Like buying singles. Yeah, not cuss singles, but CD singles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always wondered, like, so those, so because some of them will just have a remix of the of the song that's the lead single. Yeah, such a waste. Um, but then there, some of them, like the awesome ones, would have a B side. But like, 
Do you ever get those ones where it's like the B-side's just so awful? Did they actually make a song just for that B-side? It's like... I don't think I ever bought enough singles to discover a bad B-side. Or was it the one where the record company said like, I realise that you um, you want to express yourself artistically. <laughs> and But we don't really want that. But if you want to release it, if, if the way we're going to sort of keep a good relationship is that if, if we release this really shitty song that you've done, this acoustic remix of your, your good song, what, is that okay? And they're like, okay. I see... If I've got a single of someone, it's because I really like them, and then the B side is usually the better song. Yeah, well, I mean, like in terms of like Pearl Jam and Nirvana, like that's that was where you get like, and you also hear the A side like a million times on the radio. Yeah, Um, but I mean, there wasn't. It's not so much now because I think most of them have just been like destroyed or whatever. Did Margaret have a bad B side? No, no. I was just just looking at the single. (laughs) I was was looking at the uh, the A side. Like when when you look it up, um, it, it shows you the A side and the B side. And I'm just wondering whether, like, she wrote that song just... Ah, right. um, Okay. Because it's not on the album. Uh, Like, the B-side's not on the album. So I'm just like, oh. So, like, that recording session had, like, X-Men out songs. Like, oh, we're going to put that. Because sometimes it was just, like, one of the lesser-known songs on the album. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I I don't actually see a lot of singles in op shops anymore. But I remember back, like, a a few years ago, like, the CD racks would just be full of them. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, we used to waste so much plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the other uh, album that was on the chart was, but seriously, the fourth solo studio album of Phil Collins. And this one was a bit samey same too. Like, I, I liked it. Yeah. But man, like, um, and I it blew my mind that the track that everyone would know from this album was track seven. Like, that's that's weird, isn't it? Uh, another day. What? what? It what? is. Yeah. And a standout song. Yeah. And it's really good, but still really samey with all the rest of them. Yeah, so like that first one, I remember that. Um, also, like, have you noticed that with that and also with the. Yeah. Um, the intro to that goes. Like, there's like about a minute of like filler. Just give us the pop line. We want that ding, ding, ding. Just lead with that. I um, accidentally listened to this on shuffle because I feel like if you're, <laughs> if you're giving an album a good go, you need it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you, you want like. Yeah. It's important in this instance because I heard this song. Um, which this intro goes on for way too long. Yeah, and then a few songs later, I heard this different fucking song, <laughs> and I was like, "He's just like what?" But oi, no, oi, oi! You put that drum, give that drum machine back. I want to do it again. No, you see what happens is like. I think I think the idea is like it just kind of feeds into the next song. Right. So that's kind of... I actually, to be honest, didn't get far enough into the song to see. Well, that's um, the other thing I was going to talk about. Is I that assumed it was in the background and it feeds in. All of these songs are like five, but it or six, doesn't. five or six minutes. Like, there's not short songs in this album. It is... Okay, I was wrong. It does not feed into the next song at all. There is... That's really disappointing. 
Did you yeah. ever have one of those keyboards as a kid and it had those little presets? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's done. He's yeah, just like, that's what it is. I bought myself a Casio. This is Phil Collins. <laughs> and I think it's got a good... It's like, Phil, you can't use that. That's, that's what comes with this. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Do you think when they did the deluxe edition of this, they retook the photo? Because he does not look good in that photo. He does not. Um, he does look serious. He does... He looks like a bird about to like um, uh, chuck up food for its son. <laughs> he looks like he's about to come into a bird's nest and go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they shot that uh, that album title? Bird seriously? But no, no, no bird. Um, yeah, there's there's one song that is under four minutes on this album. There's one that goes for eight minutes fifty. Come on, come on, Phil. Is that one of the live ones though? Is that just cheering in it? No, no, no. Like this is just the the. It's not the deluxe one. And this is like a bonus. It's all oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Collins experienced difficulty in naming the album. <laughs> huh. Uh, the initial title, the initial title was Serious Business. Before Collins decided against the potential connotations of business and corporations it may have on the public. Mm. He's a weird like, guy. I've got this album It's called Serious Business Nah People think I'm a sellout <laughs> But serious, seriously But seriously <laughs> Put the word bird Into lighten it up <laughs> I've got this album I've got this album cover So I'm going to Regurgitate Into a little <laughs> nest of birds And look 50 years older Than I do Yeah Take a photo Have you actually ever heard Phil Collins speak? Nope. <laughs> okay. Should we try and should we find it and see if I'm anywhere close? I feel like he's a bit more high pitched than this because he's four feet tall. Hello <laughs> there. <laughs> Showing your shoes, Governor. Oh, Phil Collins interview. Although I think you do, you do probably have the uh, the anger. I feel like he's always been an angry little man. No offense to people that are under five feet tall. I always think that it's um. But We'll do this one with his one with Parkinson because it's from 1988. So, all right. Well, anyone but me, I suppose. I suppose that's what you're getting at, isn't it? He's very, he's very. It's what you're getting at, isn't it? It's very, very boring, typical British. Do you know? I. Used to confuse him with Bob Hoskins. Oh yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna say? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> <he> in- <laughs> I don't know who was in the train movie. I don't know who was in Roger Rabbit. I know, according to you, one of them is always taking their shirt off. That's Bob Hoskins. Okay. I'm so happy. Oh my God, that's blown my mind. (laughs) Mind blown, but also if anyone didn't get them confused, you've got some weird obsession. Oh my God. To be able to tell them apart is... Was he in... He was only in cameos. So he was in Hook. With Bob Hoskins. Wait, Phil Collins was in Hook? Yeah, he had a cameo. Oh. Um... Yeah, because I always thought that he was Smee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Phil, Phil Collins really let himself go for that role. Um, and he was in. 
Yeah, because I was sure there was that train driving movie, and growing up, I thought that was Phil Collins. That's Bob Hoskins. But uh, oh my allegedly. God. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that Phil Collins just puts a bunch of like hair on his chest and shaves his head a little bit more? Yep. It's oh. like Sam Smith and Adele. Although, oh, if they've been in the same film together, I that would work against I think Bob Hoskins it. was in The Great Train Robbery, isn't it? Hey. God, I hope it's Phil Collins. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Or maybe there's a third person that we don't have any idea who they are because we just thought it was Bob Hoskins or Phil Collins. Bob Hoskins, Great Train Robbery. He's in <laughs> I don't think he was in The Great Train Robbery. Well, who was in it? And what was it called? The Great Train Robbery. Was it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Here's a tangent. Here's misidentifying short Englishman podcast. Sean Connery was in it. No, that's the wrong film. That's definitely the wrong film. I'm sure. Bob Hoskins is in a movie where they rub a train. I watched it at least twice as a child for some reason. Alright, maybe it is Buster. Ah, uh, yeah, it might be Buster. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it is yeah, Buster. Yeah, it must be Buster. <laughs> so that's Bob or that's Phil? That's Bob. Okay. Same thing. Buster. With Daniel Stern? No, that's Phil Collins. What? The story of the great train robber Buster Edwards, a small time who fell in more ambitious thieves. The gang robs the London to Glasgow train. And that's Phil Collins. He plays Buster Edwards. And I have said, wow. I have said with so much conviction on my other podcast that Bob Hoskins was in the <laughs> train movie. Oh my God. I hope M. Night Shyamalan is listening to this because that's a twist that no one was, well, someone probably knew. I believe. Oh my it. Lord. Wow. Oh, and because um, he put... He did the soundtrack? Yeah, two hearts. Just one man. Him and Daniel Stern robbing the train. I don't know why I think it's Daniel Stern. I know it's not, but it's some tall, skinny guy. It is Larry Lamb? That's a made-up name. Who is it really? <laughs> like Laney Lane. <laughs> Later to shoot Larry was his someone, co-star. Someone told me once, was like, oh, I'm going to go see Laney Lane tonight. I'm like, I don't think you should. It sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Laney Lane's a good artist, but like, that's... Just... It's like she's like they said like well, what's your name Laney Lane like yeah she saw something in the distance and just it came out full cast all right <laughs> this is blowing me away so is it Larry Lamb uh no or... he, well he looks he's obviously a lot older in that photo than he would have been in Christopher Ellison I don't know there's, there's no other names that are like. I wonder how many people are still listening to this. <laughs> You're going to cut this out. It's probably our best work. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've... Um... Hang on. When did Buster come out? 88. Ah, fuck. That's I was still sure. going to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know how we talk about doing a watch along. <laughs> you just watch along Buster. <laughs> With our shirts off and our hairy chests out. <laughs> just, just like, oh, Bob Hawkins would have done that better. <laughs> Let's watch Buster and Who Framed Roger Rabbit at the same time. <laughs> I can't believe 
believe I've said like no no Bob Hoskins is in the train movie I can't believe it's Phil Collins <laughs> alright because he look it's ah they're the same person um cool well uh join thanks. us next week thanks for coming everybody hope you had a good time for another uh for another deep dive into for a less interesting deep dive ah uh, Phil Collins and Bob Hoskins in Burn Away <laughs> Yeah. That would have been so much better. Yeah. Who gets shot in the butt, though? Bob Hoskins. He's got no problem with that. <laughs> he just struck up already. He's like, all right, I've got my pants off. <laughs> you don't know what we're shooting. What's he wishing today, Bob? He's like, well, I'm assuming it's going to have my ass in it. My shirt's already off. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. I'm so happy. <laughs> And that's another mini done for this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. Just wanted to say thank you to our awesome people behind the scenes here. Andrew Golding does the music, so you can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is done by Rebecca Sheedy, and you can check out her stuff at Miles Scribbling on Instagram. You can send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com. You can check out some of the music we've been covering on Spotify. Just search Living in the Past podcast and in the month. You can follow me on letterbox.com at PD Lumsden. And you can check out some of the films that we've um, been covering on the list there. And you can also help us out by uh, giving us a five-star review or leaving some comments. It helps uh, us find new listeners and sort of uh, spreads the word for us. So that would be very much appreciated. And until next time, sit back, look back. Relax. Bye.